get up here, I get. <laughs> anyway, I forgot it. Chapter 16. The word of the Lord came to me saying, You shall not take a wife for yourself, nor have sons and daughters in this place. The Lord told him in the first chapter that we were here. He says, I formed you in the womb, I consecrated you, and you shall do and say and be what I tell you. Last week we talked about the things that the Lord has kind of done. He's He told him to go shave his head, and last Sunday we saw where he told him to go buy a linen girdle and put it on. And we're going to see real quickly in the next couple of chapters where he told them to go to the potter's house. And and he told them to do these things. But here he says, you're not to take a wife or have sons or daughters. Matthew Henry says that possibly it is that the Lord is saving Nehemiah from from problems going forward. He knows that captivity is coming. He knows that Jeremiah himself is going to be put in 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 prison in a dungeon and everything else. And he says to keep your wife and your children from heartache and from despair, don't go there. Don't go there. Verse 3 of chapter 16. Thus says the Lord concerning the sons and daughters born in this place, concerning their mothers who bear them and their fathers who beget them in this land. They will die of deadly diseases. They will not be lamented or buried. They will become as dung on the surface of the ground and come by the end of the sword and famine and their carcass will become food for the birds of the sky and for the beast of the earth look across the page well it is in my bible uh, to jeremiah 15 3 which we just read i will appoint them over four kinds of doom declares the lord the sword will slay the dogs will drive them off the birds of the sky and the beast will be devour and destroy so he's kind of repeating the same thing here. He says, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Um, when you fast forward here and we think about the end times where, where uh, they say that the tribulation is worse than it has ever been, and you mirror that against the fact here that, that children... And, and, and families will just die in the street and they won't be buried. They'll be the birds of the air and the dogs will... Mercy, tribulation is going to be bad. It's going to be really bad. And I, I'm grateful I'm not going to be here. Verse 5. For thus says the Lord, Do not enter a house of mourning, or go to lament or console them. For I have withdrawn my peace from these people, declares the Lord, my loving kindness and my compassion. 
Both great men and small will die in the land. They will not be buried. They will not be lamented. Nor will anyone gash himself or shave his head for them. Verse 7. Men will not break bread in mourning for them to comfort anyone for the dead, nor give them a consolation of drink for anyone's father and mother. Moreover, you shall not go into the house of feasting to sit with them and eat and drink. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I am going to eliminate from this place before your eyes and in your time the voice of rejoicing, the voice of gladness, the voice of the groom, and the voice of the bride. Mercy. The Lord says, I'm going to eliminate before your eyes and in your time any rejoicing or any gladness. Mercy. Gloom. Why? Because of disobedience. Verse 10. Now when you tell this people all these words, and they will say to you, For what reason has the Lord declared all this great calamity on us? And what is our iniquity or what is our sin that we have committed against the Lord our God? And then you are to say it is to them because your forefathers have forsaken me, declares the Lord, and have followed other gods, served them, bowed down to them, but me they have forsaken and have not kept my law. You too have done evil, even more than your forefathers. For behold, you each one walking according to the stubbornness of his own evil heart without listening to me. So I will hurl you out of this land into the land which you have not known, neither you or your fathers, and there you will serve other gods day and night, and I will grant you no favor. Back to verse 12. You too have done evil, even more than your forefathers. For behold, you are each one walking according to the stubbornness of his own evil heart without listening to me. What was the theme of the book of Judges? Everyone did what he wanted to do. Everyone did what he wanted to do. <laughs> Does that sound familiar? Anyway, uh, I get in trouble when I try to, when I superimpose where we are today in on what history, but so help me, there are a lot of parallels. 
after all this gloom, verse 14 begins to see a little light. And as we'll have maybe one more lesson, maybe two more lessons in this vein, and then things are going to change. <laughs> things are go We're going to see some brightness take place. But let's begin with verse 14 here. Therefore, behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will no longer be said as the Lord lives who brought up the sons of Israel out of the land of Egypt, but as the Lord lives, excuse me, yes, but as the Lord lives who brought up the sons of Israel from the land of the north and from the countries where he had banished them, I will restore them to their own land which I gave to their fathers. This is the first hint we have, and Jeremiah is going to expand on that as we go through the book. He's, he said, I'm going to take them into captivity because what they've done. I'm going to exile them into a foreign land. And here he says, I will restore them to their own land, which I gave to their fathers. Verse 16, Behold, I'm going to send for many fishermen, declare the Lord, and they will fish for them. And afterwards I will send many hunters, and they will hunt uh, them from every mountain and every hill and from every cliff to the rock. For my eyes are in all their ways, and they are not hidden from my face, nor is their iniquity concealed from my eyes. Just like the children of Israel that were in bondage and captivity in Egypt, he, he turned Moses aside and he says, at the burning bush and he says I've heard the cry of my people and the Lord heard their cry and he's going to restore them verse 19 we'll skip here a little bit oh Lord my strength and my stronghold my, refre my refuge in day of distress to you the nations will come from the ends of the earth saying our fathers have inherited nothing but falsehood cutting and things of no profit. Can man make gods for himself? Yet they're not gods. Therefore, behold, I'm going to make them now know this time that I will make them know my power and my might, that they shall know my name is the Lord. The theme that we had in Isaiah when we went through Isaiah Isaiah kept coming back and he says, I am God and there is no other. And this is the thing that we're going to see here going on. And, and there's going to be some great things. We've, <laughs> we've waded through most of the hard part of Jeremiah. And now we're going to uh, see that he's going to uh, redeem us and bring us back. Any questions? Comments. Thank you for enduring it. Okay. Sometimes it gets weary for me. But anyway, like we said, it's in Scripture. And uh, we just believe it. Sure. The history of Israel, you often lose sight of the fact that it's, it's a story of God's mercy. His love and kindness and his peace had been on him all the time instead of the judgment that they deserved over and over and over again. He, you know, he gave him a pass. 
were even asking Jeremiah, what, what, what do we do wrong? <laughs> <laughs> but all this time, the only reason they hadn't already gone to captivity or experienced all the other judgments was yeah. God's mercy. Now he's withholding mercy. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a story of how awesome God's yeah. mercy is. Belton and I just got through with Psalms. We've been reading in Psalms. It's taken us through the end of July almost to finish the book of Psalms. But anyway, again and again, the Lord comes back. My loving kindness, my loving kindness, my loving kindness. And he's a gracious God, but he wants us to obey him. But he comes back and he says, I don't want anybody before me because I'm not jealous God. So um, to me, the Ten Commandments, as we've said before, they weren't written to us, but they're for us. And and um, Jesus expanded on every one of them but one. Uh, he didn't say anything about keeping the Sabbath day. But other than that, Jesus expanded everything in the New Testament. Thank you, and you're dismissed. The, about 900 years. Did you say 900 years? Yes. It is for us. You didn't have to, so you don't tumble out of chair. Yeah. Let me stand up. Let me turn this mess off. I'm